Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. Now last week I talked about the most important thing there is, it's, it's the gospel, right? And we talked about Romans and I, I kind of did the first part of, of Romans very, very quick. Um, but the basic, the, basic, the basic gospel is that we, um, is about righteousness lost in the garden through first Adam and regained in Jesus Christ, right? It's just a re- regaining of righteousness. It's a regaining of life. Life was lost in the garden, first Adam. Life is found again in Jesus Christ. Relationship is lost with God in the garden. Relationship is found again in Jesus Christ. Love is lost, really, in the garden and regained in Jesus Christ as he is just, his love just flows into our lives by the Holy Spirit as a gift. Favor is lost in the garden and is restored in Jesus Christ. And all these things that we see through the finished work of Christ, so wonderful. And we saw last week that in the beginning of Romans it says, there's no one righteous, not even one. And just a little bit later, suddenly we see the gift of righteousness. That we, give, we get this gift of righteousness, this gift of a new hard drive. This old nature gets taken out and we get this new hard drive. This other hard drive which was polluted, which had a virus in it, which we couldn't do anything about and the whole world is like that. Suddenly now, because of our baptism in Christ and because of the circumcision, remember Old Testament's uh, a snip of the tip? New Testament, the whole body goes down. The whole flesh goes down into the water uh, symbolically. But of course it happens in the spirit. And we get born, born again because we get born again by the Holy Spirit into newness of life. And this newness of life is actually a righteous life. It's a new life. But also this whole thing is that we had authority was lost. And authority was gained also by Jesus Christ. Everything that we had lost, we have, we have gained again through Jesus Christ. It's beautiful to have a new nature in us. And, and Paul says this in Romans 6. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death just as Christ was raised from the death through the glory of the Father we too may live a new life everybody say new life a new life if we've been united with him like this in his death we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection for we know that our old self or the sinful nature, was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with and we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. And so we saw the most important thing and it's so basic. I call it Bible College 101. You have to understand what happened to your spirit. You have to understand what happened to you. It's when you became a Christian, you were co-crucified with Christ. You died with Christ. You were raised with Christ. You're seated in heavenly places with Christ. You have received his righteousness. Not as the gift of righteousness, but the, the gift of a righteous life. I have a righteous life. What about you? About 10. About 10 of you. We get a righteous life. It's a righteous life. Because we get a new life. We have a new spirit. And the new spirit is connected with God's spirit. And so this is the new creation and God together with one. It's just a beautiful spirit. That is who we are and that is our new creation. It's just so beautiful. It is so powerful. And it's not unpunishable. I said last week, unpunishable. Some of you still feel, I'm, man, I feel like, you know, condemnation and, you know, punishable. You're not punishable anymore. It's not possible. 
Jesus was punished for you. Isaiah 53 says that. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And the punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. So we can see that because of his wounds we find healing. But also by his punishment we find righteousness. We find a righteous life. There's now no longer condemnation, Romans 8.1. It is so beautiful. And we need to know this understanding because we need to learn and we need to live from this. You've not just been forgiven. You've not just been, you know, justified. You've given a new life. And this new life we are discovering is the most important thing we will ever know. And although we have been given this new life, many of us have no clue what it means. And we don't know how to live in it. Right? And so for us right now, it's discovering what does this look like, this new life? How do we actually live in this new life? Right? Amen. Come on a bit louder because I'm just, otherwise I just get... You know, I'll go back to I'll go back to Sydney. <laughs> it's so powerful, a righteous life, to live from this place of righteousness, continual righteousness, continual right, even when we make mistake. Continual righteousness. It empowers you. And that's why we see this transition in Romans 12. In Romans 12, we see this beautiful transition from the first 11 chapters. I told you last week, but some of you are not there. Some of you are sleeping. And some of you need to hear it again. So the thing is, though, 1 to 11 is about the whole thing of identity. Every epistle in the Bible has the same structure. Always about who you are in Christ first, and then who we are, who, how we shall behave. You know, the, the religious put, turn it upside down. They say, okay, we first go how you behave because then somehow you get righteous. No, that's not the gospel. The gospel is, I give you first. That's why I said last week, God starts at the end. He makes you perfect first and then he teaches you how to be perfect. That's how it works. He makes you righteous first and then he teaches you how to live righteously. Yeah? It's just amazing. I mean, it's way, I think it's made it way too easy for us, really. But the thing is, though, that's what he did. So we see in First chapter 1 to 11, we see the righteousness of God, what we believe. Then the rest, 12 to 16 in Romans, we see that, okay, how shall we now behave? And this is, sim this is basically uh, given by this beautiful word, therefore. It says, therefore. I love this word, therefore. Everybody say, therefore. Therefore, therefore is very important, therefore, right? Look at this. It says in Romans 12, 1 to 2, actually 1 first. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercies, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Now, therefore is so important. He says, therefore, he looks back to the last 11 chapters. Therefore, uh, because of God's mercy and his grace and all the stuff that he's been given to you, now start living this way. So now, you see, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy holy and pleasing, that therefore has a whole worldview in it. He says, what I'm calling you into from chapter 12 to 16 is actually built on the foundation of righteousness. It is foundation of your new creation life. It is the foundation of your new life. That's how you start. But if you don't understand this, you get into performance stuff. You get into um, uh, 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 um, um, just being condemned about things and you just don't know who you are and you make a mistake and you think you're going to hell or what, all that kind of stuff which is so far from what God has for you. That's why it's so important 101 Bible right here. And the funny thing is I still meet Christians even in our church who still don't get it. That's why I'm saying it today. Get it. Get it. 
You gotta get it. Now, I really get it. Not to say this little nice story, Gideon. No, really, really, really get it. Please get it because this lens of life, the lens of righteousness is your lens. You have to live this way because otherwise you will not really live the abundant life that God has for you. Otherwise you live from all kinds of different viewpoints, what other people think of you or your own thinking of you or whatever like that. You can't do it. You got to believe what God thinks about you. That's, it's, it's, honestly, it's Bible College 101, Right? It's called acceptance grace. There's two coins in the whole area of life and, and Christian life and grace. One is acceptance grace. The other one is, is um, empowering grace. And the thing is, though, if you don't understand acceptance grace, empowering grace becomes uh, performance, you know? So you really, you really have to understand acceptance first. And then you go into performance grace in the sense of, okay, what does that look like? Hey? What did I say? Empowering grace. Thank you. Thank you for that. It was a late night. <laughs> Kathy says, sometimes you say things, Gideon, and you don't mean it, but you say it. Do you know that? You say the opposite of the way you want to say it. I said, do I? I don't even know. It must be my age, you know? You kind of like, you know, go a little bit like this. No, you're too young. Too young. So, so you, yeah, that's why there's so much focus in the Bible from Paul, so much focus on really what does it mean to be loved by God? What does it mean to be accepted by God? What does it mean, all these things of God, to be holy and righteous and free and cool and, and awesome and beautiful? All that stuff is so important because if you don't feel that way, you're not going to live that way. You're, going, you're not going to feel that way for yourself. You're not going to feel, but you're going to be terrible for somebody else, you know, who's, who's your neighbor. Terrible on work. But if you feel good about yourself, if you really know this stuff, you really know who you are, even though there's stuff going on in your life, you really know who you are, it will show in your life. That's why Jesus was so awesome. He's always awesome. But you can be always awesome too, even though we struggle. We all have struggles. We all struggle with stuff. I mean, come on, you know? Man, try this job. I mean, it's, it's like, it's, honestly, so, sometimes it's like, you know, <laughs> kind of a different job, you know? It's like, you know, but the most wonderful thing is, though, to help and to help people say, come on, you don't have to be that way, you know? And then, to, and then they make other choices and I think, wow, this is amazing. You guys, this is, that's the most beautiful thing. And people like, and like Russell, you know, last week, Russell, for you to, you know, after a year of saying no, 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 maybe one day dead. And then you say, no, no, I, I received Jesus. And I can see the change already in you. And it's just a life change. And the angels are rejoicing in you. The whole heaven is rejoicing over you. Well, it's, it's over it's you. Thanks. But we, we do it together. And you're an amazing man of God now. And, and the change is already there. She's in the front row. Come on. You know? I mean, that's what I do it for. That's what we do it for, don't we? And we can all do it. It was such a prophetic. I mean, David is a, is a prophet in his house, you know, and, and he has such a prophetic unction again this morning about the 111, the whole thing of urgency. You know, I hope you have your 111 card. I talked about it last week. Make sure those people, if they didn't come to Christ, if you didn't bring them last week, a couple of weeks ago, if they didn't come, doesn't mean you're not going to get saved. They're only gonna get, they are going to get saved. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more how a bit later. But th keep them on there. There's an urgency. Keep praying for them. Come on. We're going to get these people saved, right? Come on, they need Christ like all of us need Christ. <clears throat> anyway, so we continue because um, actually I have time. Catherine, you'd be so proud of me. Maybe Catherine's watching. Darling, are you watching? <laughs> She's watching. Everybody say hi to Catherine. Hi, hi Catherine. <laughs> anyway, so, so th see, the thing is though, it used to freak me out about the whole thing, and now you're, you're be holy, of, I'm holy, and. Um, Encourage you to surrender your life. What is it again? Something. 
somewhere. Um, your body is a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. I, it used to freak me out. How can I be holy? I know my thoughts, you know. I know what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have the same. And I, it really freaked me out for years and years. But then I found out it is actually here. What are you saying here? Because of all the stuff who you've become, <clears throat> because of this holiness, because you're now awesome in Christ, now start living your body. Now start using your body, holy and pleasing to the Lord. It's not a performance thing. It's an expression thing. It's a fruit thing. I live this way because I am holy, you know? And so that takes the whole sting out of having to become holy. Because I am holy. Now my life starts to follow me. That's also a good thing. But some people, you know, they call it about cheap grace, you know? They say, yeah, but you, or you, because you go holy, you know, you're still going to heaven if you do naughty things. I say, yeah, you can do that. But the thing is, though, you're not who, you're not who, who you are, are you? And then discipline comes in. I will, I've become stronger the last couple of years. If people start living unlike their born-again spirit, unlike Christ, I will pull them up. And I will say to you, you are not living Christ right now. You're living a double life. Pull yourself up. And I will discipline too. There's a lot of discipline, right? But it doesn't mean you're not holy. See, we made it as a kind of scary thing, like you're going to go to hell or something, I'm some naughty, you know, whatever bad stuff, you know. No, 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 no. Be who you are. That's what Paul did, Corinthians, remember? Full of sin, the church. But he starts right now in the beginning of the book. You are saints, you're awesome, you're powerful, you're glorious, but you can't sleep with your mother-in-law. You can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. Pull yourself up. And we all have that responsibility to pull each other up in that glory that we are. Right? But it's coming from a different place. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's coming from a different place though. It comes from a place that you already are there. And that's why it's so empowering, both for you to empower to do it and to help other people. You know what I mean? Because the telling off, if you, if you like, or encouraging, whatever you call other people doing stupid things they're supposed not to do, is, is because you can appeal to that nature. It's very powerful. It's not like you're saying it, you know? It's because, no, that's not who you are. It's very powerful, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's very powerful. So, <laughs> it says in, um, in the Passion Translation, it says, beloved friends, what should a proper response be to God's marvelous mercies? All this stuff we just, stuff we just talked about in, in chapter 1 to 11. I encourage you to surrender yourself to God to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes a genuine expression of your worship. Isn't that wonderful? We have a genuine expression of our worship when we worship him with our bodies, when we worship him with the thoughts that we have, when we worship him with the decisions that we make in our life and we really are who we are. It says in 1 Corinthians this, 6, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own, you are bought with a price, therefore honor God with your bodies. We can honor God with our bodies. We can honor God with our bodies, Amen. To express Jesus. This is what it says in Romans 6. In the same way, count yourself dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that's your flesh here, so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law, but you are under grace. And so we saw this last week, didn't we? We see the whole thing of a sin nature is gone. The old man has died and we become alive to God. And so we become, instead of slaves to sin, 
sin because the sin's nature is gone and we're not anymore slaves to sin. We're not kind of pulled to this thing and we have no power over it, if you like, because that's the world. The world has this power. They are empowered by the sinful nature. They, in some ways, they can't help themselves, right? It's true. They've got to have a new nature. They do what they like. They're sinners. That's why they sin. Oh, it's true. You can be, we don't like it, but it's the way it is. And the thing is, though, so, but what, the sin nature has been taken out. For us, it has been. That's why we're no longer empowered by sin because we're now slaves to righteousness because we have this new life. So we're now, we're now slaves to this new nature. Now, do we still make mistakes? Yes, we do, but it's not who we are, right? Very powerful, right? It's very powerful. Very quiet in here. We died. See, the problem is our carnal mind. And that's why it says in Romans, straight away after this whole thing, it says in verse 2, do not be confirmed to the pattern of this world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. The passion says this, stop imitating the ideals and the opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. God wants a reformation of how we think. Powerful, isn't it? What does it say then? This will empower you, see? This will empower you to discern God's will and live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. A reformation of our thinking. A thinking that is based on the mind of Christ. A thinking that is based on righteousness. It is not thinking based on the world and what they think. We've all had this, we've all tried this, some of us are still trying it. And it does not work, right? It doesn't bring us in this place of the Holy Spirit, in the place of righteousness. So God, God's will for our lives is for our will, our mind, to be more and more aligned with the mind of Christ, which is in your born-again spirit. And the more you get together, the more peaceful you become. And the more harmonized your, 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 your life becomes. It's powerful. That's what he wants. Thinking like Christ more and more and more. To not be shaped by the form of the world, the culture of the world. Not be shaped by the values around us, the ideals that are around us, the opinions around us. You know, conform is the same word that we use if you look at a new creation. When you become a new creation, it's the transformation. The transform is the whole thing of uh, metamorphosis. It's the whole thing of you change, you know, from a butterfly Sorry, from a, um, from a caterpillar to a butterfly. 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 <laughs> caterpillar to a butterfly. And you, you, you translate and you, you morph uh, into this new creation in your life. And so it says also now, be changed because of your new creation, because of what happened in your life. Now have that renewal now happen in your mind also. It is a renewal of your mind, not a removal of your mind. Because we need to, need to think, right? We need to think, you know. You are what you think, you know, so you've got to make sure you think. Because if you don't think, you're dead probably. You know, you got to think, you know, everybody thinks, you know. So it's not removing of your mind, it's basically getting rid of the stinking thinking and basically start thinking like your new creation and shaping your mind like God and having God thoughts and think the way God thinks, right? It's very, very important. The promises of God, the ways of God, everything, it is such a big deal. And it's all been put already in our born-again spirit. But it takes us a lifetime, and it depends sometimes how, how fast you go, to discover what is actually here. See, every spiritual blessing has been given to you in Jesus Christ, right? doesn't mean you know everything. It doesn't mean that you have received everything. It's been given to you. It doesn't mean you receive everything. 
I mean, the whole importance of understanding of revelation of what's happened, then you will know. If you don't have a revelation of it, you still don't know, even though it's been given to you. Now, the second thing is, and I had those two words this morning. One is revelation and two is agreement. If you don't have agreement with this either, if you don't agree what God says over you or what has happened, you still don't get it. It's there. But if you don't agree with that, what? Then you basically don't think it's right. So basically, you're living a lie. So the whole, the whole thing of life for us is, is discovering and unearthing. It's almost unheavenling, heavenlinging. Un, how do you say that? It's earthing, really. So yeah, it's unheavenling. You pull it from heaven down to earth, right? How do you call that? Everybody, somebody say to me something really smart. Un heavenling. How do you get heavenling down into earth? Anyway, it's, it's earthing the stuff of heaven. It's having, having, having earthing in this kind of stuff to have the mind of Christ, right, in our lives and to, and to start thinking like God. See, so many of us uh, uh, think from earth to heaven. We have this carnal mindset. We think with our normal mind. It's, we think it's very godly or whatever we think. But, and, and we have thoughts. They're not even God thoughts. And, and we think this way. We live this way. We are this way, right? But the thing is, though, God is inviting us to something. So, no, 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 no. You actually live from heavenly places now. As a son of the living God, you have a covenant. You have promises. You have all kinds of stuff. The way I do stuff, the way I see stuff, the way I do stuff. And so, why don't you start living that way? And, of course, that way is the right way in that perspective. And so, for us, it's, it's learning. Learning. What does that look like? And it's, 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 it affects everything in life, doesn't it? This part operates by faith. Not just wishful thinking. You access the promises of God by faith, by agreement, by believing. That's why communion is so important. Again, I talk about it every time. You know, I'm so excited that so many people are starting to have communion every day. So exciting every morning. Because again, you agree with God. I love agreeing with God in the morning. God, I agree with you about everything about you for this day that I'm about to hit. I agree with you. I agree with everything who you are. I take the bread and the, 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 we're going to celebrate it today. Uh, your life, your bread, your covenants, your blood, your power, your anointing, everything that is there, I need. And I have it. And I believe it. And I receive it. And I live in it today. It's a good way to start the day. Amen. Serious. It's much better than other ways that I know that some of you start the day. Honestly. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be coffee either. <laughs> Holy Spirit is enough. I'm not begging coffee. Just stop it. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's, um, yeah, everything is permissible, but not everything is glorious and, and godly, right? That's right. <laughs> That's fine. I, th I thought of a comeback here for a moment. He says the Bible says you can drink anything, you know. I said, anyway, try it. <laughs> try it poison try it no don't try it I don't want another funeral I've had enough funerals don't do that see the heart is perfect your new experience is perfect but your head is not yet right your head is still being under construction right your head your mind is still being there we need truth in our lives we talked about it before get truth in the areas that are being filled with lies get agreement what God thinks about you that's why it's so important to renew your mind because the Bible says the truth will set you free so we need truth of God we need truth of his word truth of his promises everything that's true about God and he is truth right that stuff we need in our lives right because the more you have that in your life the better your life will be. I'm not saying you don't have any problems. 
and not have any struggles, but you live in truth, right? And that will empower you, right? And you will become an overcomer, even though there's stuff thrown at you, right? Amen? Amen. Amen. So truth is very important because the more truth we have in our lives, the more harmonizing of our lives we become. So my question to you is, who are you believing? Or what are you believing? Right? Who will you believe? Now I wrote this down, which I think is quite good. See, if we change our thinking so that we believe what God says in his word about who we are and what we have, then there's agreement between our spirit and our soul between our new creation spirit and our thinking. Then our flesh and our carnal mind, our thinking, our circumstances will experience the life of God that has been deposited in you. Oh, it's actually there. I'm glad. Well done. Everybody give it up for Matthew. He's so amazing. Come on, Matthew. He always says we preach together. We do. You're amazing putting all this stuff online. I give him all this stuff, you know, every on Sunday night. Or Saturday night, I give him all this stuff, all this, and he just puts it on Sunday morning. Serious. I know it's bad planning, but it's just the way it is. But he's amazing. He's amazing how he does that. Isn't it amazing? Agreement. Agreement between what you have and what God wants in your life. It's so important that we believe what we have received. Otherwise, there'll be some dissonance. See, if you think like the world does, you get the, um, the results of the world, right? But if you believe what God says, if you believe what the things of the Spirit, the things of the kingdom, you start actually inheriting and manifesting the things of the kingdom, right? So it is very important that we believe what God believes about us. See, some of us still think that we're sinners. Stop it. Unless you're not born again. Stop it. You're no longer a sinner. You're a saint. You'll always be a saint. Don't, don't do this to you. Please. I'm a sinner saved by grace. No, you're not a sinner saved by grace. You were a sinner saved by grace. You were a sinner. You were saved by grace. That one second. And then you're a saint. And that's it. You're no longer a sinner saved by grace. I still hear people say that, I'm a sinner saved by grace. And what happens to it when you say that, for one, it's untrue, but two, it completely disempowers you. Because you're basically saying, I'm a sinner just saved by grace. Yeah, what is that like? Is that like a son? Is that like Jesus? No. That's not like Jesus. That's not like who you are. You are a saint. Yeah, but I'm so unworthy. Who says that? Who says that you're unworthy? Well, my daddy told me I'm unworthy. Who cares about what your dad said about you're unworthy? God says you're worthy. You become worthy in Him, holy and righteous forever. It is beautiful. Don't believe the lies that you put on yourself, your father, your mother, your uncle, your friend, your teacher. You know, Catherine, you're still watching, darling. Um, the, uh, they said you amount to nothing in the whole thing of study. You're not, you're not university material, right? So she believed it. She believed she could not do university. And so after a while, I said, She's actually very smart, you know, and she is actually a very smart girl. So she went to university and got a degree in music uh, when she was 40. But the reason she didn't do it is because her teacher says she's no good. Yeah. I heard a story yesterday of somebody who said the same thing. Oh, yeah, a friend of ours in, in Auckland, one of the great, uh, I won't say who his name is, one of the great business people, multimillionaire in our nation. Amazing guy, lovely guy, great Christian guy. And they say, You amount to nothing. He showed yesterday, he put on Facebook the stuff that his teacher said about him. It was just very sad, actually. You'll never do this, you never do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. And he is like so awesome. Don't believe what people say over you. You gotta believe what God says over you. Because if you wanna have a great destiny, not just about how you feel about yourself, but also about where you're gonna go, God's got an amazing destiny for all of us, an amazing calling for all of us. 
If you feel about this like yourself, you will not go there. Even though there's hiccups in the road and you stumble, get up. Get up. It is not worth hanging there. That's one of my biggest frustrations as a pastor. Serious. My biggest frustration as a pastor is that people keep saying, yeah, when well, it happened last year and two years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you know, and they won't let go. And they won't move on. And they're stuck in that moment. And it's the biggest frustration in my life because you don't need to be stuck in that moment anymore. Yes, <clears throat> happened, beep, beep. Right? It happened. But this is a new day. That was then, this is now. Get over it. Forgive, forget, get healing, get counseling. That's fine. Counseling is good. Don't, don't get me wrong. You've got a counseling, it's fine. But don't be stuck in those days because it will rob you of your future. And not only for you, but also the people around you. Because you will not be very happy to live with. You know? How can you be the fragrance of Christ when you have such an incredible thing on your shoulder? And you walk like this the whole day like this, you know. Yeah, well, it's over there, you know. They can't do it. I want to encourage you guys. Move on. Forgive as you've been forgiven. It is so beautiful because you have a beautiful life. And it's just not worth it meditating on this and leaving this stuff on your shoulders any longer. Amen? That was a word for one or two of you, I'm sure. I'm sure. Come on, we need to be empowered by God. So this is very practical. For years and years and years in my life, I struggled <clears throat> through abuse. I told you last year, through abuse and all kinds of stuff. Oh man, I wish, I wish somebody had told me this stuff when I was 20, 15. I wish I'd known this stuff. I would have moved on so much quicker in my life. For so many years, I felt so bad about myself. I was not good enough. I knew my thoughts. I knew my shortcomings. I said, how can I be a son of God? I come out of these generations of, of nation shakers. All my family members, I think, man, it's so amazing. The miracles, and all the stuff that they do. But I feel so small. And I had everything going for me. I had okay looks. I had okay health. I did, I did good things. I was actually a good soccer player. I was. I mean, Holland is not even in the World Cup right now. It's just a disgrace. It's unbelievable. They almost won, won the World Cup four years ago, or for whenever it was, and then, three, and then they're not even in the World Cup right now. I mean, how the mighty have fallen, right? And Italy's not in it either. Is New Zealand in it? No. Australia beat Czechoslovakia yesterday, 4-0. Amazing. Shut up. Anyway, so... There was a little delusion just for some of you who love sports, you know. Crusaders, they did well last night. Yeah. Uh, Friday night, whatever it was, last night. You distracted me. What were you talking about? What are you talking about? Oh, oh yeah, for me. So for me, for, ye for years and years, I was all right. Great family, but everything was going for me. But I felt so bad. Did you know that I was so, like this kind of stuff, I was so afraid. I wouldn't even sit, I wouldn't even dare to go to a shop and exchange uh, finance and buy something. Can somebody else buy something? I'm too afraid for this person, what they would do to me. I, you will not believe it. People think now I'm so whatever, you know, confident. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. And some of you have had this too. For years and years and years and years. Until I found out how much God loves me. And how much I was accepted by him. And how righteous and holy I was. And that I was a friend of God. And one time he sat me down in a chair because I was such a performance freak. I was Mr. This, Mr. That. I found my identity in my work. 
And he says, sit down. And he says, Gideon, if you never get out of this chair ever again, I will love you the same. You don't have to prove anything to me, ever. I'll love you the same. You know, that has so empowered me in my life. I don't have to prove anything to anybody anymore. This is amazing, you know? This is wonderful. But you also need to hear this. You also need to know this. Because if you don't know this, then you can't live the fullness of life that God has called you to be, to do. You know? Let's get rid of those things, guys. It's just not worth hanging on to those things. Some of you have got stinking thinking going on. Honestly, why would you hang on to that? It's just not worth it, guys. If you don't have the revelation of how righteous you are, then you will not feel that way. You will not exude that way to other people. If you don't know how kind God is to you, you will not be kind to yourself. You will not be kind to other people. If you don't know how much God loves you, you will not love yourself. You won't love anybody else. And you won't be a very nice pe person to live with. How do you see yourself? How do you see yourself? We need a heavenly mindset. A mindset that is molded by Christ. It is what he says about you. And then we start believing it. And I tell you, when we start believing it, nothing is impossible. Because that's how Jesus lived. Jesus is not some unattainable measure, some untainable, man, that's Jesus. No, you've got the same righteousness of Jesus. You've got the same thing Jesus had. He was also born again by the Holy Spirit, same thing, born of a, you can do it too. You can do it too. Jesus says greater things you'll do. So at least the same thing you can do, right? So that means thinking about yourself, how you do, and also the miracles and whatever God wants you to do, you can do the same thing. You know why? Because of who you are, but also because the transformer is in you. The one who transforms you, the one who has all power, all might, all glory, all peace, all joy, actually lives inside of you. It is the Holy Spirit. We're not alone. <laughs> Come on, let's be happy. We're not alone. We are not alone. I love Matthew Lansdowne when he goes, he says, God, we've got to do this thing again. And we go into the boxing ring and says, Daddy, I hold your hand. Let's go into the boxing ring. It's the whole sense of I holding Daddy's hand. When I go into the boxing ring of life, of situations, I'm going holding his hand. Right? He's with me. He's empowering me all the way. It's like a nice picture, you know. I mean, it's in you, but you know what I mean? It's a nice picture to say, I'm going in this thing with you. And he's carrying us. Sometimes we don't want to go. He just carries us into it, you know. So I'll carry you, you know. Some of you need to be carried a little bit for a while. Because you have a lot of pain still. God loves to carry you, you know. He loves to just hold, hold you. Unless you just let go. Let go of your bitterness. Let go of your pain. And let him just love you.